In John 3, 3, Jesus said, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. He was explaining that the kingdom perspective was only available for those that were willing to deny themselves, for those that were willing to lay down their old mindsets and allow Jesus to draw near and change them from the inside out. As carriers of his kingdom, we have to believe that there is a way that is greater and more fruitful than the way we used to see, feel, and understand. This kingdom journey is one of humility and learning. Are you ready? Let's do this. some intro stuff, some practice intro stuff. <laughs> and my Jamie walked in and I was like trying to do this like this is the Kingdom Bringer podcast and she walks in and she's like um are you going to do it all sporty like that? And I go all sporty like that. What are you talking about? It was really funny. So I actually had this sporty intro that I was going to use like the UFC guy to start off. This is the king. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> anyway, welcome everybody to the Kingdom Bringer podcast. My name is Darren. I'm sitting next to Mr. Clean over here. Scott Tilly. What's going on, Scott? Mr. Clean had no facial hair. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot yeah. about that. You mean Brawny, the man off the Brawny. You're like a mixture of Mr. Clean and Brawny man. I just realized that. I'll take it. That's I'll really, really that word. cool. <laughs> yeah, he received that word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus, amen. So, uh, big shout out again. We do this every single time, so get used to it. Building Solutions, BLDGSolutions.net. Check them out online. Thank you, Brian Marshall and Building Solutions uh, for being supportive, being our sponsors. We are appreciative of it. Also, check us out on Facebook at KB Podcast. Email us at thekingdombringers.com. Thekingdombringers the kingdombringers. at gmail.com. <laughs> Guys, we want to have interaction with you, so send us your questions, your comments. Uh, let's get this going. We need you guys to go on iTunes. We need you to subscribe to our podcast, the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. We need you to rate it with five stars Whoa. And, and write a review. Because I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Five stars. We're gonna freaking do this, man. We're gonna make this like the biggest podcast in Dodge City. This is move over two brothers podcast. <laughs> Stop. The Kingdom Bringer is coming through. This is Quattro. This is number four. This it is, is number four. Um, we're gonna record a little early this week, but that's not a bad thing. Um. One, I wanted to say one thing about Brian Marshall. He's more than just a sponsor. That dude's a brother. Um, he's supportive in so many ways, and we are in debt to him eternally for all he does. Um, he's an awesome guy. He's more than just a business owner. Like I said, he's he's a brother, and he loves the church. So we appreciate you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. We love you, dude. Okay, Scotty and I were just having a very real conversation before we started recording. He's probably going to be very upset, but 
Here's the deal. He's moving to, just kidding. He's not moving. Uh, <laughs> he just turned bright red. <laughs> Starting rumors on the Kingdom Ringer podcast. Yeah. No, we just had a real conversation and I was very tempted to hit record. I was actually recording most of it. He doesn't know that. <laughs> but we're going to put that in the archives, I think. I hope you didn't get the uh, conversation where you were cursing. Did you get that? No, oh, that part okay. was not being recorded. Let, let's just tell the truth. Bill Johnson called me from Bethel Church, and he's asked me to come be senior pastor. He wants you ready. to come replace Jeremy Riddle as a worship leader. Never played right? a guitar in my life. I mean, I tried, but... That's funny. So, yeah. That's funny. That's probably not going to happen. So, as much as I would absolutely love to continue our very, very serious conversation. No, we can. I don't know if we can be that serious, but <laughs> I don't want to lose the luster of like realness for sure in this. Yeah. So I'm going to turn it over to you for a moment. You kind of shared with me uh, a couple days ago that you wanted to talk about something on the podcast. So it is yours, bro. Let's talk. Wow. Just like that. I feel like I got some control over here now um no i think the realness of what we were speaking of together mics off face to face is something that you can't get over a text message or a phone call and we're 30 miles away and most of our communication is over the phone so it was good to sit down and hash some stuff out we probably should have uh, had this thing rolling 15 to 20 minutes ago but it took that long to get to a place of transparency, I guess, with with each other. And basically what it boils down to, church and anybody listening, is uh, transition. There's a transition for this month. Uh, I was listening to Damon Thompson last night, and he was talking about the coat, you know, the story of Joseph and his brothers selling him into slavery and... Damon said something very prominent that caught my eye. He said, I'm not going to take my coat off for your comfort. So I think sometimes when we're out of our comfort zone, transition can actually begin in our own lives, in our own walk, in our ministry, in our homes. And this month is completely, I believe, June is a month of transition. You're going to see a lot of things happen. Um, that you didn't think were going to happen. God's going to bless you in brand new ways. He's birthing brand new blessings in your life. And I want you to come into expectation of receiving a greater glory. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, there is scripture in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. And I want to pray before we even get into this. Yeah, man, go for it. Holy Father, we just thank you. We thank you for um, communication. I thank you for the way that you designed it for your um, bride to be able to speak to each other and to speak to you and to speak to those who will come into the kingdom. Father, I want to say um, we are blessed because you are where we are. We don't have to muster you up, Holy Spirit. You live in your creation. And I want to thank you for the word that you've spoken through the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. We're going to get into that, Lord, and we just ask for your prominence and your countenance upon our conversation. May it be prevalent to you and those who are listening. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Okay, so let's just jump into this. 2 Corinthians 3.18 states, And we all, 
with unveiled faces continually seeing as in the mirror the glory of the Lord. Whoa, that's pretty awesome. And, and it keeps going. There's actually a comma. It says, are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Now, the first thing I want to note, I want to get into that word too. It says, from glory to glory. So the depth of that word can last months, weeks, years, maybe even a decade. There's a specific glory that follows another glory, but there's a transition process in the two of that glory. And some of y'all right now may be facing things that are detrimental to your life, be it physically or financially. And I really feel like this next glory is going to shed some light on that too you had to go through. So what my question, Darren, is what do we do in that two, in that process of glory to glory? What do we do? How do we hang on? Is there a process? Is there a one, two, three? What does that look like for the kingdom for the kingdom dweller? Yeah, I gave a message this weekend, this last weekend at Will Rhodes Garden Christian Church. Woo woo. Um, check them out on Facebook. You can catch Jason that message. Gets. You can catch that message. But it was really about the same thing, man. It was about glory to glory. And there's a reason it breaks it up, right? There's a reason it says glory to glory because we're never going to experience his full glory here on earth. Mm-hmm. Like, until that day. Yeah. And that day is going to be amazing when we get to just be in his glory all the time. But until then, it's glory to glory mm-hmm. to glory. But there's a promise that it's ever increasing. There's a promise yeah. that it's not going to be a decreasing glory. It's actually going to be a, a glory that ascends and is greater right. than the last. And so it's that time between, man. It's that uh, it's that pressing through. It's you know Paul talks about the fight of faith all the time. He talks mm-hmm. about, the, really, he talks about the struggle of his life. And he talks about being thankful, even in those times of struggle. And even in those times of what we consider to be like difficult or unfair or unjust or whatever, being grateful in though there's power and being grateful for something. Right. I I think when when a hard time comes and we're grateful for that hard time, I believe that our attitude shifting to gratefulness actually launches us out of that place. Hmm. It launches us out of that, that, that resting place of like uncomfortability, that resting place of um, discouragement yeah. or, or difficulty. And it launches us into a, a place of what I would say is, is glory. Yeah. Um, so I would say pressing through man. faith. I, I like, I like saying that hope is the expectation of future good hmm. and faith is reaching and grabbing that future good and saying that it's mine right now. And so faith is something that is an action word that actually presses through things that keep you from getting that next glory. Like the enemy is going to put up things to keep you from reaching the the next glory. If you read Mark chapter six, around 45, 48, it talks about the disciples in a boat. Jesus told them to go from one end of the lake to the next. And there's a storm that rises up. It's the same, it's the same story we know where Peter gets out of the boat and walks on water, but Jesus ends up getting in the boat with them. The storm stops and they make it to the other side. But that storm is 
is characteristic of, of the storms that we face in our lives, man. Mm-hmm. The enemy brings these storms and picks up the winds, makes the boat rock a little bit to keep yeah. us from experiencing that next glory. And so we have a choice every time the storm comes. Are we going to press through or are we going to turn around and, and back away because it's a little bit too tough? It's good, man. It's good. Yeah, I think if we're completely honest with ourselves and with others, we're all in expectation of probably more than we deserve, if we're being real. Um, what we deserved was hell and condemnation. What we got was faith in life in Jesus. And that's what's cool is despite what we're facing, despite our fears and our failures, that he remains the same. He is the same God today as yesterday and the same God as he's going to be in the future. Um, one of the things I think learning for me personally, just to be real, is in that to glory, there's a place of contentment you have to find yourself. I will never say that you need to be complacent. I don't think the Bible speaks of complacency as a good thing. Matter of fact, complacently, complacent leads to apathy. And I believe that we are fixated, if our eyes are fixated on the Father through the storm, through the wind, through the waves, that we can walk from that glory to the next glory despite what the physical nature around us looks like. We have a heavenly realm that we can fixate our eyes and hold on to. The word says that keep your eyes fixated on things above. So God never told you to look at your circumstances and say, that defines me. You know, just a little bit about um, testimony from last time. I was raised in a household where my mom was an addict, and um, I could have been defined by that, but my brother and I, and um, others just chose to break that chain. You know, my dad was, um, he was an awesome dad, but he used his truck to kind of get out of the circumstances and, and worked to forget what was going on at home. So we could either be defined by our circumstances or we can define our circumstances by who we are in Jesus. And I think from that two glorious perspective, uh, that's where our character is really defined. Are we hanging on to Jesus or are we looking around us at the wind and the waves and saying, man, there's no way I can face this. And if we're really real, there is no way humanly we can face that. But if the same power lives in us that rose Christ from the dead, what's impossible for us? You know, as Christ following Bible believing children in the kingdom, it says, you know, it, it, what's impossible for man is possible with God. So I think that, man, I just feel like this is such a season. I talked a little bit about this yesterday in our service. It's a season of doubt, but if there's nothing to break through, breakthrough doesn't come, right? So we have to get to expectation of despite what I'm feeling, despite the pressure, pressure makes a diamond. Despite all that, that there is breakthrough coming. God is faithful and he wants the best for his kids. That's good, man. I, I feel like there's a, there's such a place in the middle of that glory, from glory to glory, that too, man, there's such a place of character building that really is necessary to even receive that next glory, you know? Because yeah. we can, complacency is a good word, we can be complacent with the amount of glory we have right now. Right. We can be complacent with the miracle that we just we just witnessed, you know? That's good enough for me, that's my miracle for the month, you know? But there's there's character building that really needs to happen inside of us. And you were talking about peace, peace amidst the storm or peace. 
really kingdom peace is only seen and recognized in the middle of chaos. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> right. When there's not chaos, is it really peace <laughs> that you're experiencing? Mm. I think the supernatural peace that we're talking about, this kingdom peace that only the Holy Spirit can provide is something that shows up when there shouldn't be peace. Yeah. Right? Right. Like in the natural, it makes no sense for this circumstance right now to bring me peace because I can see with my eyes that the boat's shaking a little bit. I can feel with my with my skin that the wind's picking up and the waves are crashing, but there's peace. That's what kingdom peace is, man. It's like, it's like the whole love, the whole love chapter too. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. Um, it, it, it never ceases all that stuff. If, if you're not experiencing people that weigh on your patience, are you going to experience patience? Like you have to have something to be impatient with. Yeah. I had a friend that said she prayed for patience and God gave her five kids. So there you go. You got to be careful what you pray for, I guess. But yeah, I want to I wanna just piggyback off that for a bit, man. You're right. If there's nothing if there's nothing in front of us some stopping us to the next glory, it's the same glory. So That's really good. There's got to be there's got to be a breakthrough moment where it's like, man, and and I want to say with that that man, don't let don't get too far away from your last miracle. Don't get too far away from your last glory. God will increase the season. But it'll also increase the Christian. So in that, there has to be there has to be this subject to man. I have to expect these things. Paul says, "I consider it all joy when I face trials of many kinds, yeah. because why? It brings me closer to the Father, and that's us. I mean, I know we talk a lot about kingdom and the kingdom realm and the kingdom activity, but man, we're not denying the fact that this is the physical world, and there's going to be sin and temptation." We're not, a, we're not here to tell you that you're never going to be tempted again once you know the king. Matter of fact, I think that the battle heats up, but you're just more instructed on how to fight. And you do that by hitting your knees and asking God for strength. You do that by noting that I am a kingdom kid. I'm a son in the kingdom before I'm anything. I always tell that to my congregation. I probably said it on here before, but man, I'm a son before I'm a father. I'm a son before I'm a pastor. I, I am... I'm a son in the kingdom before I'm anything. And everything stems from my belief off the fact that what Jesus did once was good enough for my eternity. And there's kingdom perspective, there's kingdom prospect to that. And when that two glory comes, we stand in the gaps and we show those who don't know how to fight how to fight. I had an aunt that went through probably three things in within months that should have killed most people. And when she was asked, um, how did you get through that? Obviously, her answer was Jesus, but she said she felt honored that God trusted her with those trials. That's, that's pretty profound. That's good, man. One thing that that verse talks about, and I'm pulling it up right now, sorry. Got his Bible app. Again, thank you, Greg Rochelle. Yes. (laughs) One thing that it talks about on there is with unveiled face. Um, What what does that mean to you? I preached on that a little bit, but what's what's that mean to you, man, about the idea of being, about there no longer being a veil that's, that's keeping you from experiencing that glory? What's that mean to you? That means I don't have to hide myself at all in any 
aspect to the Lord. He already knows. Not only that, but he wants his glory revealed through his creation. It was set up that way. And if we try to hide that glory, man, somebody's missing a blessing. We're missing a blessing. So to me, with an unveiled face, it goes back to Moses coming off the mountain. You know, he had so much glory and they couldn't even like comprehend it and his face was shining you know god wants that glory revealed on earth as it is in heaven that's how he continually gets um the productivity from his kids and from those around his kids is that's what is going to bring man to repentance is the goodness of god as the word says brings man to repentance so when you see god's glory at work you are attracted, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, you cannot deny that God exists and he exists not just in that moment, but continual. This is a lifelong process. And I love, I love the fact that in the New Testament, when it says the veil was torn, we can walk right up to daddy God's arms and have access to the throne room because of what Jesus did. It stems from that, not from anything I've done or you've done or any big church has done. It's all because the king chose his creation. And that's that's prominent in my life and, and others. I see that once you know your identity, man, you want God's glory to be known. And you'll do that by sharing his son with the world. So, yeah, for me, man, that unveiled, um, I'm just reading it again. We look as seeing in a mirror the glory of the Lord are progressively transformed. And w- that's all with an unveiled face. Why should I have to hide what God made for his prominence and for his countenance? What are some of those veils, though? I, I, I'm going to be straight up. I think you and I just, the conversation that we were alluding to, about, I said the word alluding. My wife, here's the deal. My wife pulled out a fact after she listened to the last podcast that we have said alluded to like four or five times. And I just did it again. <laughs> so... Sorry, honey. It's a word I like, I guess. Allude. You use the word? Or I've I used did? it. We both used it, man. Okay. It's like it's the it's the hit the hit word of the month, I guess. I Allude. Know. Alluded to. So we talked a little bit. We talked about previously about a discussion we were having. A lot of that discussion was because of some uh, misunderstanding, mm-hmm. maybe some desire to not be so real. Yeah. At th- times. Yeah. Right. That this is for for those of you honing in. Like this was a real. We were almost argumentative before this podcast. Yeah. Literally minutes before it. Yeah. So I was gonna beat him. Beat him up. <laughs> I was gonna beat him up. I was gonna WWE him with the chair he was sitting in. <laughs> and it all came from, I would say, like healthy motive of like not wanting to hurt each other's feelings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a there's something there that we put up this veil even in relationships like. You're my best friend, bro. Mm -hmm. And I put up a veil sometimes even to you to avoid like feelings being hurt. Mm -hmm. Like that's one one example. What's what's an example you can think of of a reason veils are still active today? I think people think that they're a safety net. You kind of alluded to that, but I think that people, (laughs) (laughs) I think that people think that they're a safety net, man. And there really doesn't need to be any veil in any relationship, you know, um, just for instance, with, with my wife, I, I don't hide stuff from her. She knows pretty much everything about me. And 
she knows if I'm trying to hide something to secure her safety too. So yeah, I, I don't know, man, how deep you want me to go into that? Like, I, I really think that you kind of had a very good explanation of that as far as a veil between friendships there. There's also a veil between churches too. There's there you go there. That's what, that's what you were wanting, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I want the pastor to call out churches. Oh, go. No, I'm not going to do no, that. No, I'll say this. I think we, we use religion as a veil for sure. Well, yeah. You know, the, just this, this, um, the old way of thinking, right? There's we've, a safety. We've done things this way our whole life. Um, I'm not open to new ideas, mm. new things. That veil right there is what I believe is the veil that they're talking about here. Like mm. that, yeah. I'm not going to experience new glory part of the glory until there's repentance right and repentance is turning away from that he talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind Mm -hmm. like he wants every part of your body your heart your mind your soul your life to be Mm -hmm. completely transformed sometimes we want to hang on to that mind part yeah right this is what Mm -hmm. i know this is what my grandma taught me this is how i've always done things well look you can have a heart change and still not have a mind change yeah you can have a mind change and not have a heart change. That's why it's the renewing of the whole mind. Because That's if good. we can hear it, we can apply it, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if you experience something new, just to talk about that religious veil for a moment, and you're not comfortable with it, well, good, because you're not supposed to be comfortable with it. That's the thing about the kingdom. If we're continually going from glory to glory, there's going to be some stretching and some growing in there that we're not completely cool with. I always say that if you're comfort, you probably need to get out of your comfort and into God's because it's comfortable for God to trust us with what he's given us. And what we're doing with that is up to us but there is a definite veil with that's not comfortable for me I don't think I should do it look man I'm not saying don't discern discern the spirits as the word says but if you're not going or attending a specific church because they do things a little different in the service then just check your heart, man. Ask the Holy Spirit, like, okay, is my flesh getting in the way or you really want me to go here or you really don't want me to go here? Because the word says that my sheep know my voice. That's what Jesus said. And Jesus took the disciples to some uncomfortable places, right? He took them to some places that were, you know, probably detrimental to their health physically. They weren't well-received, Right. So I, I guess with that whole religious veil, like that thing's been torn too, man. There, we don't have to go through anyone to get to Jesus. We just walk right up to him and confess, which confession births blessings, by the way. Confession will birth a blessing. You can go right up to daddy God and say, I messed this up. I'm sorry. And he's going to tell you, you know what? I took care of that 2000 years ago on the cross. Stop hanging it over your head. I appreciate your repentant heart, but let's move forward from this. That's like stewarding a a culture of humility, right? Yeah. I think that's what humility, humility is a a word that for some reason is just dirty. I don't know why it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Um, I don't read a whole lot of books, but I've referenced books lately because that's because I'm reading one, I guess. But the, um, Bear. it talks about <laughs> humility being um, not thinking, not thinking less of yourself, not putting yourself down. It's actually just thinking 
It's thinking what God thinks about you. Hmm. It's it's actually just believing that you are who God says you are is mm-hmm. humility. Wow. You know? It's good. Because God knows how weak we are. Yeah. God knows every detriment that we have, but he also knows that we can't do it. And he knows we can't do it without him, but he also knows that with him, we can do anything. Yeah. So I can boldly walk into a room, boldly, yeah. confidently, with a great level of humility and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, he said it. Yeah. Jesus said, all things are possible to those who believe. So what does that leave out? What's all things? All things. Good. So, yeah, man, that's good. I, I think that once you realize that your position, um, and it's not to ever gloat or puff up because glove don't do that, but once you realize your position in the kingdom, things start to change in the atmosphere around you because you can take control. You can... Um, in a sense, you can pull down the pulling down of strongholds, as as the word says. And man, anything that puffs itself up against God basically is we're, we're called to call those things out, pull them down. And sometimes that's ourself. You know, yeah. uh, the Bible says, "Humble yourself, right? Humble yourself, then the Lord will exalt you." So. Man, that's good. I I love that we kind of went from the veil into humility, and and now we started out there, and now we here, as Drake says. Yeah, that Sing was it. so silly. Sing it. No, I don't even know the song. Sing I just it, heard, I, don't know, I don't even know. What you're I saw a meme about. on Facebook or something. Woo! That's good. Today was today's fire. It's good. Um, yeah, I w- I really wish I was recording beforehand yeah pre-show oh so this is the warm-up yeah i I wish i was recording the pre-show oh yeah (laughs) yeah no i don't because you dropped a bunch of cuss words i did not (laughs) i did not quit i'm just kidding quit projecting your issues on (laughs) i'm alluding to the fact that you might have an issue with your mouth (laughs) (laughs) that is so not true man love hurts sometimes you know yeah it does doesn't it yeah i bet it hurt like you know what, when Jesus died on the cross. Like what, Scott? Just kidding. Like heck. What do you think I was, Hades? What do you think I was going to (laughs) say? Come on, see? Man, this is a good, this is such a good avenue, man. I just like, like, we came in here, we sat down, we we were like three seconds from hitting record, (laughs) and then we kind of dropped some bombs on each other. And, you weren't real interested in re- you actually didn't even want to record this right now. be real. You wanted to leave because your head wasn't straight. Yeah. My heart's not in the right place, man. Yeah. Who might administer to anybody? Yeah. So yeah, Holy Spirit can change that on a dime, and He did. Darren came over and hugged me, and he's gonna write a letter later of apology. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, last week I told you I'm a good, gifted writer. I'm a word. That's right. I'm gonna put him so on. So I the can spot. say just about anything to make you feel a certain way. That's 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 the truth. Oh, man. No, man. I let's. I want. I want to keep. I feel like we're. I don't know. I don't know. You feel like what? Let's 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 get into it. How much time we got? We got like ten minutes, eight minutes. What do you want to get into? What, what's your what's your what's your issue? What's your problem today, Scott? Jeez, go. I had a great day till I came here. <laughs> church stuff. Church. Let's, yeah. Let's just talk about like the idea of church stuff and how church stuff in America gets in the way of like relationships sometimes friendships that's what? simple that's the we simplistic part of it yeah, which stuff does get into yeah. the way of relationship yeah why is that it's because i think at large we're um 
we're prideful people, man. Like, we think um, we deserve more than we get. And I'm, I'm in that boat, too. I can feel that pride rising in my home and my finances and in my church. Like, I think that when we choose to die to ourselves, it changes everything for the good. And I got to be willing to do that. I got to be willing to tell my flesh to get away from me. Like, yell it out loud sometimes. I'm moved by the Spirit. It's no longer I that live, that Christ lives in me, right? And that Christ lives in me has to be more prominent than my flesh. And sometimes I let my flesh just boast a little bit or build up. And I got to beat it, beat it back down. Well, what's what's so truthful about self it it latches onto things oh yeah like we have we have words that we've put together with it self-doubt self-defense self-assurance (laughs) self-assurance like all these things that we would put the word self in front of are so Mm. (laughs) anti-christ they're so anti-christ i was watching every easter we try to watch the passion of the christ and god really just revealed some really cool stuff like revelation to my heart in regards to how Jesus did not defend himself when he had mm-hmm. the opportunity. He's standing there before Pilate and Pilate's, Pilate's basically like, yes, this is Hollywood movie. I get it. But that's what we got to look at, you know, that and scripture. And it wasn't that far off scripture. You can kind of make it was a the, good movie. You it can make this movie. picture based off what you read in scripture for sure. Mm-hmm. And Pilate's standing there. He's like, dude, I'll, I'm on your side here. Give me something. Defend yourself to me right now. And he refused to do it. Mm-hmm. Even like to death, he refused to defend self. Yeah. Yeah. And from the first miracle, right, which is turning water into wine, right? And the last um, miracle, which is when he put Malchus's ear back on, when Pete kind of got out of hand and cut it off, he was always defending someone else. My wife called me Pete the other day, by the way. I can see why he had yeah. a rough mouth. You, you, were, you, were, you were talking about <laughs> Pete always running his mouth, and she called me Pete soon after. Go. Sorry. Good job, Jamie Eubanks. Shout out to Jamie. Um, yeah, so it was always for the greater good of, you know, obviously glorifying the kingdom, but for God's people. Like, he was always doing these miracles to, um, not to show himself worthy, man. He was doing these miracles out of a servant's heart, being humble, and I mean, jumping off the throne, coming to a place of earth, for one, is huge. Um, that's that's a huge blessing. But um, Jesus was, matter of fact, in his words, he said, you know, I didn't come to be served, but to be a servant. And that kind of puts the nature of, it's not about me, it's about him. It's about others. The word says what? Love the Lord your God above. Jesus said, like, the whole law can be summed up in these two. Love the Lord your God above, you know, everything else, all your heart with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And the second he says what is far off? No, he says the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So you love God, you love people, and guess what? Yourself will be loved in the process. People get gratification from helping people. I know I do, not selfishly. I just feel like when I do something for somebody or whether it be a prophetic word, I speak over somebody, or if I write a letter, or if I just pray with somebody, man, that that builds me up. That's the building up of the church right there, encouraging one another and and letting each other know that no matter what's facing, whatever what you're facing right now, man, there's better days. And 
I think we can get again in that two glory. We focus so much on the two and we forget about the glory that he just sent us from to another glory. So it's constantly straining toward heaven, looking to the hills. Look, as the psalmist says, I'm basically flat on my back. I look up to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So all that to say, um, love God, love people, man. It's, yeah, it's quite simple. That, that, that takes you out of the equation. That there's a connection. If you look at the cross, there's a connection that's vertical. That's loving God. And the horizontal on the cross is loving people. And that's where we have to get um, as a church, as a body, as a world at large, man. Love, love conquers all. It really does. That's awesome. You know, we're, there's never a moment when we're supposed to stop following Jesus. Mm-mm. You know, I think of that. I don't want to continue to just harp a message that I gave this weekend, but in that, in that verse in Mark, Mark six forty five or so, it says that the disciples were straining at the oars when he sent them across the lake. And so they're, they're working hard against the waves. And it says that Jesus came up and walked on the water next to him and that he intended to pass them by. Mm-hmm. I'm like, of course he intended to pass them by because they're supposed to be following him. Mm-hmm. You know, and he equipped them with everything they yeah, needed to do. They're to supposed to be following him. And so for me, it was like, that was just a reminder. Like, Hey guys, while you're straining at the oars, I'm going to walk ahead of you so that you can follow me. Mm-hmm. That never changed. He left this planet, sent the Holy spirit and said, now he's your guide. Yeah. Now follow him. Yeah. You there know? was a reason why he said, don't leave Jerusalem until you receive the gift. That's and right. the gift is the Holy spirit. Yeah, he Man, said, sit and guide. wait, sit and wait, sit and wait. That's hey, some of y'all, that's prophetic. Sit yes. and wait. God's got the gift. You just need to sit and wait for a moment. It's good. Woo, that's it's good. that's a tough pill though, bro. Because we want to move, we want to shake, we want to make things happen. And sometimes God's just acting asking you to get alone with him, you know, and to receive the fullness of what he has for you in that moment. I think that we have to learn to get alone. The Bible says that Jesus went to lonely places often. To pray to the Father. How many of y'all have taken that time today to get alone with the Father? That's good. Man, we were all over the place today. It's good. So, it's good. We apologize for anybody who doesn't like anything that we say. I don't know why you're still listening. I'm not apologizing for that. I don't know why you're still (laughs) listening if you don't like to hear us talk. Um, But no, uh, just wanted to, again, please go on iTunes. Here's the deal, too, on Facebook. We need your help. 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 Share this episode that you're listening to right now with your friends you got phones you got contacts share these episodes let's get this out just because i don't know self (laughs) self self promotion (laughs) i don't know maybe not it's good stuff though and just like you're our friends we're your friends let's just do this let's get this get this podcast moving um share our facebook page with your friends also youtube we're on youtube now so you can check that out uh, I think that's it. Scotty, will you close us in prayer, sir? Yeah, I would love to. Father, I just pray that you would reach many people with this podcast, not for our glory or our um, anything about us selfishly, but for your glory and um, that the kingdom may just advance. I thank you for 
the time that you've given us, the equipment that was awesomely gifted to us by Mr. Marshall. And I just want to say, God, that um, you are awesome. We are blessed because you have blessed us. And we want to thank you for always being where we're at. Again, not having to conjure you up, but knowing that you have set precedent for our next step. And you have equipped us and you have given us everything we need for this next season in our life. So we just speak to anyone right now going through anything right now that's hindering you, that God's got you, man. In due season, he's going to lift you up. Um, We thank you for the ability that we have to have a microphone, have a platform to preach the kingdom and talk about the gospel of Jesus and his goodness. I thank you for the finished work on the cross for uh, our sins. I thank you for what happened at Calvary's Hill um, that pleased you, Father, so you could buy back um, your bride. Uh, We love you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, You are so stinking blessed. Loved. So until next time, be blessed.